0: Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where watching Blizzard got really hard this week, because OMG, what is going on? Hi, I'm the host, Matt Rossi, with me this week, are two fantastic co-hosts, both of whom also saw Blizzard just start throwing stuff at us, going, ha-ha, expansion's coming, also new <laughs> stuff. Uh, with me this week, first up, uh, she's been here for a couple weeks now, so let's welcome her aboard. Uh, Liz um, Liz Harper, what have you been doing this week?
1: Uh, not a lot, I'm just kind of done with the legion so i logged on and done the scenarios and that's about it
0: cool yeah i can kind of understand i know some people are still working raid achievements but yeah it's it is definitely well into that time we've got like six days as we're recording this till the new expansion drops even less if you're watching if you're listening to it on the site even less time so yeah hope you guys are ready because it's it's barreling on down the road uh, also with us this week she does practically everything and is currently the reason you can even hear us on patreon and a million other things and Stickney, and have you been doing anything in game rooms this week
2: I have 92 Exalted Reputations now. Of
0: course. Of course.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I could get 94, but that would require um, grinding out Arathi Basin and Warsong Gulch, and I'm unwilling to do that at this point in time because I might as well just wait until it's like a battleground weekend or something. Are they going to even do that? I don't know if they're going to do that. Hopefully they're going to do something with that where it'll make it a little easier to grind out because I will get them eventually, just not now. (laughs) But I have everything else. I have everything else. The only one I'm missing is Shenrilar because I never did that when it was current. Isn't Oops. there a hundred there's
0: a hundred reps achieved coming in, in yes. uh, FIA so yeah? Of I course. will
2: if i if I max out everything in Battle for Azeroth, which I will because I do that, I will be at ninety eight reputations. So Literally, Arathi Basin <laughs> and Warsong, or not Warsong Gulch. It's like Silverwing Sentinels now, I guess. Because um, I'm on, I'm on a lot. I, I I defaulted to Warsong Gulch because I've been playing Horde for so long. But it's Silverwing Sentinels now. Anyway, whatever. It's that those two reputations that are associated with those two battlegrounds. I have Alterac Valley. I've had that since Burning Crusade when I made the character, um, because. My first gear set was the first gladiator set from Burning Crusade.
0: Um, yeah, AV was AV was fairly easy to grind up for just because you could do it so much.
2: It's just fun as a rogue, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's really fun to do as a rogue. <laughs> Cuz you could sneak around cap points things like that. People can't catch you and back then. Back then, if you were a rogue in any kind of decent gear, you were nigh invincible and if you couldn't kill somebody then you had a million ways to get out of the situation so you didn't die so yeah it made that battleground really fun i had a lot of fun in all valley the other two i think i'm like most of the way through friendly with both of them so i've got a long way to go on both of them to get them ground out but i'll do it eventually
0: i got warsong gulch exalted because back in i think this is two three expansions ago i was a tank so when people made me come To carry the flag for them, even though I didn't want to?
2: Well, the sad part is that I actually have Warsong Gulch exalted on my priest. Because back in classic, you know, the old honor grind, I Mm. helped out my guildmates in their quest to reach High Warlord. And I spent so much time helping them out that I got to exalted with Warsong Gulch. (laughs) Because it was the one they wanted to do all the time because the matches were quick. Um, they didn't really want to do AV because the honor wasn't as good. It wasn't like as quick a turnaround. Um, but yeah, so I have it on one character. I just don't have it on the one that has every other reputation in the, under the sun. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know what else I'm going to be doing before it actually comes out. I might actually just kind of take a break, sit back, chill, and catch up on some other stuff in the meantime. Cause well, I mean there's not a lot else to do i did clean out my bank and my bags i have room now i have space i deleted a lot of legendaries you can do that now i'm very excited
0: <laughs> i have one goal for the for the next week mm-hmm. i'm gonna finish out balance of power on my main and get that artifact appearance because that's the only one i wanted and i didn't bother to do it up till now because i am lazy that's, Yeah, it's an
1: involved stuff. chain it's super involved
2: yeah. isn't i'm gonna do one, that this weekend you, you can't is that the one where it's like you can't do it with LFR? You have to go into actual raids and mythics and things like that. It's in mythic dungeons. You,
0: you can you can do the normal night hold for part of it. It's not LFR though. You know you have it has to be normal. But I mean I have a friend I, I know full well that we can clear all the mythics and do night hold. Uh, you know ten man normal. That's not a problem. It's yeah, just I didn't bother doing
2: it because I have no friends. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. But we should talk about stuff that's going on this week because, oh, stuff started going on this week. We had a couple big things
2: drop this morning. Yeah,
0: first one I'm going to talk about because it was a surprise and because I've been, you know, begging for this for literally years. um, We got an announcement today from Nevalistis. Uh, She basically posted a video on the Diablo Twitter. Basically, they, they were talking about you know nothing of tremendous consequence for most of the video. They were talking about the uh, new season, the season of Greed, and how they're going to do more theme seasons in the future. And then they just dropped, you know, it was a casual thing. Oh, yeah, and we we're working on multiple Diablo projects, and we we're hoping to talk more about them this year. And then she basically, Mike, dropped on us and walked out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> multiple Diablo Thanks, products.
2: bye! What? And yeah, we're like,
0: like what? Uh, um, <laughs> now... I had to stop myself from getting too excited because I hear multiple Diablo projects and my brain immediately starts leaping to like what could it be? But that's all they told us. Multiple Diablo projects, they want to talk more about it this year. The we know for a fact that they're putting out two books this year. They're uh, putting out the Book of Adria, which is a bestiary for the Diablo universe, and they're putting out a unannounced, it was like, it's still only semi announced, like, we don't know what it is Diablo comic. Marv Wolfman is writing it, however. Marv Wolfman, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. He's a very big deal in comics, the guy who wrote Crisis and Infinite Earths. So, the, with those coming out, we, we felt like there's got to be something. But them saying multiple projects, some of which will, will take longer to do than others, that, to me, makes me want to think that we're going to get a Diablo 4, or Diablo 3 expansion announcement. But it could be anything. It could be the Switch game that everyone keeps rumoring is going to happen, the Switch port of Diablo 3. It could be the Diablo 2 remaster everyone keeps talking about. It could be something else entirely. We don't know. All we know is that something is going to happen. We did a post this week, I think it was Liz's idea, Liz put the thing in in pending, and I I wrote it because I'm a Diablo lunatic. Basically (laughs) speculating that uh, with with everything else basically coming out now or soon to now, like I didn't Hearthstone just drop their expansion, uh, Boomsday Day yeah. project. Yeah, just yesterday. Yeah. So Hearthstone just put out their new expansion. Uh, World of Warcraft is obviously putting their new expansion out next week. Uh, there's not going to be like a lot of WoW or Hearthstone for either Gamescom or Blizzard or, or, or BlizzCon. And Gamescom is usually where Blizzard does a big pre-announcement before they then do with the real outlay at BlizzCon. So it feels to me like watching Gamescom right now is a good bet if you want to know more about Diablo. It feels like that would be a place they might tease something because it's, it, I think that's where they announced Reaper of Souls, if I'm not mistaken. And it's, it's where they did the, uh, the, the first big Legion announcement was at Gamescom before they then rolled it out over the course of BlizzCon. So, but that's speculation. That's just me speculating uh, because I want this so badly. So keep that in mind. Um, another big thing, though, that, that happened today. And actually, you should probably talk about this one because it's not Diablo.
2: Oh, uh, they're doing a third round of BlizzCon tickets like out of nowhere. They're like, hey, guys, guess what? We're going to do another round of BlizzCon ticket sales. And that's going to be on Saturday. Is it the 18th?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay, at
2: Saturday 10 a. M. The, At 10 a.m. Um, Saturday the 18th and I don't like this is weird. They did this last year where they did like a a late purchase ticket sale thing and it was because they had just expanded the convention center and Blizzard didn't realize oh yeah we're going to have more space to work with. So that's why supposedly they did the third ticket sale window thing was because they were like oh yeah suddenly we have a lot more space we can fit a lot more people so here we'll throw some more tickets up there for sale.
0: This time around, it's just,
2: surprise, you just forget? we're doing
0: more. <laughs> I don't Did know. Did you guys forget? <laughs> like, you know, oh, wait a minute. Right, we, they made it bigger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. I'm, I'm still deeply envious of people who get to go, but yeah, if you missed the previous two sales for whatever reason, you know, you were in the queue but didn't get any, whatever, you got a third shot.
2: It's a little bit, it's like, I just, I wasn't expecting it. It was completely out of nowhere. I, I had no idea that they even had more tickets to sell. You know,
1: yeah. And the other thing is, if you're making your plans this late, you're gonna have trouble getting a reasonable hotel within reasonable distance of this. And it's like you, you kind of needed to know before now to make plans. So yeah. it's strange that they're coming in so late and they're like, "Oh, surprise! You can get you can get tickets." But cool, you all want to put me pay up in Anaheim because night
2: for I can't afford going
0: anywhere. You know? I think, I think it was Dan who said something like, what, did they just find a box? (laughs) 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 They were
2: cleaning out the closet like, oh, hey, look, more tickets. (laughs) I don't know, but it's kind of cool because people who didn't, maybe didn't necessarily get the opportunity to get any tickets, you know, the first time around when they were available, they have the opportunity to do that now. So yeah, if you still need BlizzCon tickets and you haven't gotten them for some reason, uh... The 18th, August 18th, Saturday, 10 a.m. Queue up. The 10 a.m. is Pacific. And good luck. Yeah, it's 10 a.m. Pacific, excuse me. But yeah, queue up and good luck with that.
0: Hopefully you all get it. So yeah, that happened. Those are both pretty impressive things. And that's all that Blizzard did this week. So let's move on to. No, I'm kidding. They, They dropped the latest phase of the pre expansion patch yesterday. The entire internet blew up. You saw a million Jaina memes. Let's not pretend. Uh, um, battle we're probably, for Undercity.
2: Yeah, we're probably going to be talking a little bit about spoilery stuff, so if you haven't played through the scenario, um, go do that, and then bop back over here. Really, that's all I wanted to say, because it just came out for EU today. It came out for US yesterday. But yeah, Battle of Lordaeron. Go ahead, Rossi, sorry.
0: No, no, it was good to warn people. Um, yeah, basically, without trying to go too much into detail, we get both the Alliance and Horde sides of the story. We know... Uh, Kind of what happened in Undercity. I, I honestly, I'm trying not to spoil it, but I don't know how else Look, to spoil it. Look, I gave the it.
2: spoiler warning. I gave the spoiler yeah. warning. So let's just say it. Jaina's back. <laughs>
0: yeah, Jaina. <laughs> wow. there, there's, a, there's a particular meme that I think actually fits really well when you. The scene where Jaina shows up. Someone put the music for the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin underneath it, and it is possibly the best thing I've ever seen. It is just beautiful. There's she that one. Out so
2: There's perfect. I saw one with the Pirates of the of the of the of the, 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 the the theme from the Pirates movies. You know the da, da, da. okay. I'm not going to go into it because copyright. But they they put yeah. that <laughs> to it. That was great. Somebody else overlaid. I'm on a boat to it. Like all of them also have perfect. been fantastic. Yeah, yeah.
0: just I'm going to just flat out. Do a real fast recap. Basically, the alliance shows up in force. Um, they, they're. If you've seen the Saurfang cinematic they put out last week, it's essentially. that was this weekend, wasn't it? Did we even talk about that? The Saurfang
2: cinematic was last Thursday or Friday. It was released in yeah. China. Joy. So, no, we didn't talk so, about that. So yeah. we need to talk so, about that too.
0: It, we're gonna the, the Saurfang cinematic, the old soldier cinematic. Uh, we're gonna discuss that too. That leads into this. The events of this. This li- literally hard upon. Um, If you play Horde, you get some stuff in Undercity to do before you get up there. If you're Alliance, you literally just show up. Like You're like, here we're here. We're here. We're going to smash down your doors. Hope you're used to it. And from there, you get a lot of the back and forth. But the cinematics are the real meat of this because you get to see a lot of characters doing some interesting things. But the best part is still when it looks like the Alliance has been beaten, there have been pushback. Everything looks lost. Jaina comes riding in on the ship from her Warbringer short. If you saw the Warbringer short, that boat she's she, she flying raised, around in that boat.
2: She raised Daddy's ship out of the water and flew it to Lordaeron. That's pretty and, cool. <laughs> <and>
1: then, <laughs> because why not?
0: Yeah, because I just she's
1: Jaina point- and she'll do what she wants.
0: Honestly, it feels very much like a statement of, of both power and purpose for her. She is like s- straight up going, yeah. This, this is the war I told you was happening, and now I'm going to show you how to win this thing. And the, the cinematic is just brilliant. Uh, I kind of wish she'd done more in the next cinematic, the, the confrontation with Sylvanas, which uh, we have a spoiler warning, but at the same time, I really don't want to ruin this for people. So I'm just going to say, when that cinematic is over, if you're Horde, it certainly has a certain feeling of heroism to it, like that the Horde successfully did what they did. But for Alliance, it feels kind of hollow and unsatisfying. Like, Not that it's bad. It's a very good cinematic. But like, no, don't just let them sail off on their boat. Jaina, this thing has guns. <laughs> Turn the guns on them. Come on, just try to shoot them. She's I was out like, of mana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she needs to drink before like, but, but <laughs> she needs to eat no. one of those little cinnamon bun things. <laughs> and then she'll be okay. Again. At the end of that, um, whether you're Alliance or Horde, at the end of that, it definitely... Everything feels all shaken up. Everything is, I, I've been saying for like weeks now, I have no idea where it goes from here. Like, I cannot tell you what this game world is going to look like after this expansion. Cause it's just things that you never would have thought you'd see. Like, if you go back, go back to like tears, fall glades after you do this, the this scenario and look around and you're like, Whoa, this place is gone. So yeah, it's I talked what about guys, this a it's, little it's, bit. Yeah.
2: I talked about this a little bit in tomorrow's queue, which you guys if you're listening to this on Friday, it's yesterday's queue because time. Anyway, um someone was asking about what was going on and I said in my rambling explanation of things, um I pointed out cuz really this is probably the hardest the Alliance and Horde have gone at each other since the Second War. Because, yeah, they've had their little bust-ups here and there, but it's never been like this. It's never been this outright and, and you know, I know people will point at Pandaria, but the, the difference between Pandaria and now is that, yeah, was the Alliance fighting the Horde? Yes, but it was more so that they were fighting Garrosh, and there was a certain section of the Horde that was very interested in fighting Garrosh as well. So it was more focused on that, especially at the end, than it was the two factions just duking it out.
0: Um, I'll say this much. This is the first time the Horde is actually stuck in their hand and drum back a stump in Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. the horde the horde got to blow up theramore nothing bad happened to him the horde got to do like all sorts of stuff and in in cataclysm nothing bad happened to him uh even siege of orgrimmar was the horde helping against garage it wasn't the horde suffering a defeat this is the first outright defeat even if it does kind of feel like it's a defeat they inflicted on themselves it's still a defeat and it's a big one you go, you go and look at right now. I don't know right if I'd now.
2: call it that, but again, this is all stuff that we should talk about on Lore Watch because Lore Watch records yeah. this weekend. Well, so we'll get into that. Kind of, we'll get into that.
0: Just <laughs> to see effects in the game world, though. Yeah. Just looking at it, it's yeah. like, whoa, I've not, you know. The, if you've been to the Ghostlands, imagine if they took the Ghostlands, made it about three times as wide, and parked it right in the middle of Terrace Fall. It's, like,
2: to me,. I don't know. See, on the one hand, I'm like, whoa, all of this stuff is going down. And then on the other hand, I'm going, our planet is dying, and we're doing this. Great. That's not going to bite us in the butt anytime soon. (laughs) Maybe we should be paying attention to what Pagdi is saying. The whole, you know, hey, by the way, the planet is dying. We should do something about it. Nah, we're just going to attack each other. Um... I don't know how this is going to play out. I really don't because I have played on the beta and I, and I played a bit in both Kul Tiras and Zandalar. And it feels like when you go there, your priorities shift again. And that whole lead up isn't really, I mean, it's there it happened, but your focus is elsewhere. So well, it it's feels, like, it well, feels when are we bit... going to get the resolution to all of this? And I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know.
0: Uh, like the, the, um. the 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 battle for Azeroth content feels very much like the two the Horde and the Alliance got both got smashed in the face really hard and then staggered off to try and recover before going back at each other because it's like oh I was not expecting to lose an entire city sort of thing. I don't, Liz. I know you did it yesterday. What did you think?
1: Uh, I'm I'm not happy. Not I don't I don't feel like I have a stake in the Alliance versus Horde thing. I'm just kind of bored about. And I didn't expect that I mean it just feels kind of like The sort of bland Villain thing it's like oh of course The alliance has to be heroes and Charge in against all odds And defeat their enemies even though it wasn't much Of a victory if it was a victory at all And of course the horde has to be Evil and use the worst possible methods To defeat their enemies and it just feels uh, I'm just not enthusiastic About it because it all feels so obvious And I hope there are some surprises in the story I really don't know where we're going from here, just like y'all, but
0: I am just not
1: invested in this story, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I can see that. There's a lot of people feel that reaction. I have a very specific plot thing to talk about, but we can't talk about it now. So I'm sorry.
2: My, my big thing, my big thing that I've carried away from all of this, and most of it is based on the old soldier cinematic is that when this is all said and done and over, can we please just let Sour Fang retire? Like, can he just go over to like Teloboom or one of the other islands and hang out on the beach with like <laughs> a floppy hat and a pair of shades? Because those are really in, according to the new Honest Skin that just came out, or well, it's been announced anyway. Um, it's just summer aesthetic. Can we just let Saurfang be for a while? <laughs> because I'm, the poor I'm... dude has
0: been through enough (laughs) just got done writing a kyl about him yeah and i honestly feel like it would be okay if we let him die not like just let him have the hero's death he's been trying to have um there's obviously going to be a big monster in some point just let him go kill it or something anything my god this is a man who's been like if you so let's just talk about the old soldier cinematic since we haven't really talked about it yet and it came out last week I wasn't expecting it. I don't think when it was announced to us, we, I think people were like, I, I think I even tweet, tweet said something like, is this for real? Or did someone make this on their own? And it was like, no, it was from China joy. I was like, Oh my God. What? No one told us this was coming out.
2: We weren't it's, expecting it.
0: It's visual quality wise. It's not like the in-game cinematics. It's a fully rendered cinematic. It's seven minutes long. Uh, it's less a cinematic and more a little movie about Sarfang and what he's going through and, and what's been going on, it, it touches upon it from the Horde side, and the cynical person to me is like, great, I, I get to experience the events from like, the side of the Orcs again, okay. But it's kind of hard to like hate on Sorfang, especially when you're watching the cinematic unfold. Uh, I, I'm going like, to let you talk about it now, am, because you, you probably have more direct Horde side stuff to say about it, but one of the things I want to say about it was just if you didn't feel bad for Sorfang before, you're going to feel bad for him now.
2: He's just, he's been through a lot. And um, one of the other things that I wanted to bring up was that we also had the novellas, the ones that are included with the Physical Collector's Edition. The digital version of those are now available. One of them is called A Good War. It's by Robert Brooks. And one of them is Elegy. And that one's by Christy Golden. A Good War follows the Horde side of the events in Darkshore. And it really kind of expands everything that's going on and gives us a closer look at what exactly was going on With the major characters while we were off doing our daily quests and, you know, running these assaults and things like that. Uh, Good War focuses primarily on Saurfang. And there's a lot there about his character and what his character has been through. Because this guy, I mean, I know everybody always talks about, oh, Saurfang, he's like the strongest dude ever. And, you know, back in classic... If you tried to invade Orgrimmar, Saurfang was the one that you had to watch out for because his whirlwind could cut through a forty-man raid like that, right? It still
0: does. It still does. um, Right, (laughs) right now. No, go
1: ahead. uh, Right now, well, at least uh, before all this went down, I'm not sure if they've changed the NPCs in Orgrimmar. But if you raid orgrimmar for the killing the leader achievement the achievement is basically the achievement for killing Sarfang is basically he pretends to die you know it's like he he humors you by
0: pretending to die that's what the achievement text says (laughs) he's
1: He's, i think he's he's the hardest horde leader to kill if you're doing that i just remember
0: him for just one thing i remember him back in the day we used to raid orgrimmar we would always have a priest mind control Sarfang.
1: Yeah, because
2: if you mind-controlled him, you could make him whirlwind on his own people, and it yeah. was like knife through butter. You just had to pray that that mind-control didn't drop because the second oh, it, it did, you eventually were all broke. dead.
0: It always eventually broke at the best possible time for masculine <laughs> comedy.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but Sour Fang, you know, everybody looks at him as that big character that everybody's been looking up to, and we don't really... We've never really gotten a good look at who he is because he was one of the original... He was one of the original crew of the old Horde that came through the Dark Portal, like before the First War. He's lived through all three of those wars. Um, he's seen some stuff. He led the United Forces of the Alliance and Horde in the War of the Shifting Sands before AQ-40 came out. Um, he found his son on in Burning Crusade and brought him back to Azeroth. And that went poorly. As we saw in Wrath of the Lich King, his son died and then his son was raised as a Death Knight. And we had to kill him all over again. And Saurfang had to take his body back to Dranor, where he was born. And maybe possibly regretted ever bringing him from Dranor in the first place. You know, he's just been through a lot. It's a lot for any one person to deal with. And after, after what happened in Wrath in Tides of War, it was implied that Saurfang was basically taking a step back and he was probably going to stay up in Northern and just live out the rest of his days because he was done. And he's not. He doesn't get to be done. He got dragged back into things and he's been doing what he needs to do, but he's not necessarily happy about it. And there's like, there's just, there's like some moral conflict going on with Saurfang that I find really interesting. Because the orcish idea and ideal of honor, and I know everybody's sick of the word honor by now because we've been having it hammered into our heads over the past several expansions. Um, it's, yes, you fight, but you fight and you make sure that you fight fair. And yeah, you go into battle, but you go into battle on honorable terms. What happened at the end of the Darkshore Shore? events what happened with the burning of Teldrassil nothing about that was honorable and Saurfang was just kind of horrified by the whole thing um and old soldier you see him remember what happened to his son and you see that kind of interspersed with flashbacks to the Teldrassil thing he was not happy with what happened there and he voiced his objections and if you read a good war, you get a little bit more in that conversation. That's the thing that I like about all of this stuff that they're introducing—is that it's all kind of woven together. And I mean, we'll talk about this more on Lore Watch and everything. But the old, the old soldier cinematic takes place immediately before the Battle of Azeroth cinematic. Like the end of Old Soldier has him running back to Undercity because the Alliance is about to start the attack. That we see. In the battle for Azeroth Cinematic, so you can watch one and then the other, and it's like, ah, it's not just a seven minute, it's like seven minutes and then however long the expansion trailer is. It's that and, whole thing.
0: <laughs> and the expansion trailer then immediately launches into the events we just played through. Yeah. Like, if the end of that, where, where uh, Anduin does his thing, then you cut right into the actual, you know, events that you just played through. So it's, there's a lot going on. Uh, But it's the time to turn over to you now, Anne, because it's the 20-minute mark, so...
2: Hey, if you guys enjoy our show... You should consider checking about checking out Audible. Um, we've been talking a lot about lore because there has been a lot of lore that's come out over the last couple of weeks, and one of the bigger pieces of lore that's come out in regards to Battle for Azeroth is Before the Storm. It's a novel by Christy Golden, and it's kind of a direct tie-in to everything that's going on right now. Um, it even ties into some of the cinematics and game that we've seen, the epilogue for both Alliance and Horde. That's actually part of Before the Storm as well. Um, you can get that for free if you want to. Um, because Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And you could download that title, you could download Blizzard has a bunch of other titles, or you could do- download one of the thousands of other titles that Audible has available at blizzardwatch.com slash audible, and every sign-up helps support the show and everything that we do.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, I do actually think we'll probably end up talking more about World of Warcraft because there's so much to talk about. But one thing we should mention really fast is that um, the, as we mentioned before, really briefly, the Heroes of the Storm uh, has a new character. Uh, Mo, you know, in, I want to say Mograine, and that's not her. White Uh, main. It's, uh, yes, uh white, man. white man, white man launched this week. Yeah, she launched this week, and uh, I don't think any of us have gotten to play her yet, but. The, that's something that happened
1: on, i'm not big on heroes but yep she's in the game right now so if you want your exciting warcraft heroes of the storm experience it's there
0: yeah I, I wrote a kyl about white man last week so you know if you want to know what her deal is uh she actually has a pretty fascinating character arc in warcraft so if you want to know what's going on with her we've got that on the site as far uh, as also- in
2: heroes of the storm though she functions a lot like a Discipline priest um, if you've ever played a Disciplined Priest, it's kind of similar to that. Um, she's she's interesting. She's interesting to see in action, and she is available in game if you guys want to check her out, play her, that kind of thing. Um, I want to say, I, I don't remember what her whole kit is, but she's got a zeal trait, and that allows her damaging abilities to heal anyone that she's recently healed, so there's like a lot going on with her and she's a little more complex than you would think initially upon looking at her um plus her character design just looks really cool in heroes of the storm i'm not gonna lie so <laughs> she's available and she
1: has she has one of those skins that is absolutely totally not a sailor moon skin but kind of a sailor moon skin and <laughs> it's awesome those are just those are just ridiculous and uh you totally need it if you are playing her
0: yeah, so also um, this week, I think as of today, what well, we're talking about, it might have been yesterday, um, Hearthstone just dropped the uh, the Boomsday Project. Yeah, so, that yeah, was yesterday. New expansion just came out. I, I, also, I'm... time time is melting in my head. I have no idea what day it is anymore. <laughs> I don't know what's going there's,
1: on. There's so much going on this week.
0: But yeah, that's uh, out, so if you play Hearthstone... Uh, Liz, you, you want to probably... talk about yeah. Boomsday
1: Project a little bit? Because you've played through it a little bit. I've played it a little bit, so 135 new cards, and even if you didn't buy any cards, even if you didn't pre-order anything, you can log on right now, and you get three free card backs and a free Legendary. So even if you just play kind of casually, go do that, because you have some extra cards. Uh, And as you might guess from the name, it's all themed around Dr. Boom and his laboratory in the Netherstorm, and it's, I'm pretty sure this is, the most ridiculous Hearthstone expansion ever, and I say that about every Hearthstone expansion, but this is definitely the most ridiculous Hearthstone expansion. There's a Doctor Boom hero card where he's like riding in on a mech suit and he has a random hero ability every turn that does ridiculous destructive stuff and causes explosions and summons exploding bot things and it's this whole expansion. Now there's is crazy. a single there's a single player event thing that goes along with this, correct? There is, it's coming on the 21st. Okay. So it's it's like the last couple we've had, the cards came in and then a couple weeks later, the single player thing. The single player thing is called Puzzle Lab and it's these little challenges that you have to find a way to complete these different puzzles. So it doesn't sound like they're kind of boss battles like the last two have been. It sounds like it's like some sort of, it's a puzzle mode of some kind.
2: Okay. That sounds pretty cool though. See, so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm more into the single player stuff than I am oh, yes. playing against people because I'm just not that great at Hearthstone. <laughs> I pick it up every now the and again when I'm like, I'm, I want to kick around and play something fun for a little while. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, I'll play that card game. Oh, wow, everything's changed. It's very complicated. Okay, I'm <laughs> not going to play against other people because I will get my butt handed to me, but I'll play this little adventure thing because that's fun.
1: So... <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to come and go from Hearthstone because mm-hmm. you really you need to kind of keep up with it. You need to keep up with the cards and when you fall behind, it's hard to catch up again. Yep.
0: But yeah, that's that's out now, so uh, I think pretty much the only thing else to mention that's not a wow thing is the the Overwatch it has a new new skins. Uh, I know there's a diva skin everyone's uh, going crazy Overwatch for.
2: Overwatch has some summer skins that are coming out, and we don't have the full set of them as of yet. But they've been releasing them over time on their Twitter. Um, there's a diva skin which I'm really happy about because it's been forever since we've had like a really good diva skin. And I want to say it's Wave Racer is how they call it. Yeah, is what they call it. Yeah. And she's like she's in a swimsuit and she's got like her. her everything about it is just really cool. (laughs) I don't even know how to describe it. It's all painted like colors of teal and she's got like the little flowers and things and she's got like a little set of sporty shorts and, and a little like life vest type thing on it and the flowers are carried over to her mech. She's got heart sunglasses And it's just the coolest looking thing. Um, A lot of people have fallen in love with that. But there's a bunch of other ones too. Um, Reinhardt is coming out with a football theme skin. It's Gridiron Reinhardt. And he's got like the helmet and the chest plate and all that other stuff. And it also looks really cool. Um, Winston. Winston has one that has him. Uh, it's catcher Winston so he's got like this baseball theme where he's got this uh, catcher's mask and he's actually got a baseball in the center of his armor for some reason I don't know why but it looks really cool and then Anna honestly I think Anna is my favorite Um, her skin is called cabana Anna And she's got like, she's got like a long robe and a scarf and a big floppy hat and a pair of sunglasses. And she looks like she should just be chilling in a cabana somewhere. So, and I think that that one is perfect. And that's the one that I really, really want is that one. Um, I like them all, but I really want the one with the floppy hat because I just, I love the whole aesthetic. Um, All of these are coming out at some point in the future. I don't think we've been given an exact Uh, release date.
1: The, the summer game should be starting on the 9th. August I think. 9th. So, the tomorrow. End of this week? End of this week? Oh, it is tomorrow. It is tomorrow. I'm pretty sure it's the 9th. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's the 9th. Um, so if you're and listening I to, to this, mention, it
0: was yesterday.
2: Yeah, I forgot to mention there's <laughs> also a new Roadhog skin, Lacrosse Roadhog, where he's wearing a lacrosse uniform and his hook has been turned into a lacrosse, like a big lacrosse stick, which is. Fantastic. Um, he also looks amazing. But yeah, uh, this is all for the summer games. The summer games come out August sixth and I, or August ninth. And if I remember correctly, they're doing a new thing with Australia.
1: Um, there's they the uh, in Busan. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yes. Yeah, but um, is that Australia? I thought it was. I oh, thought maybe it was Asia it's, somewhere.
2: somewhere. Maybe that's Asia. I don't know. The 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 promo image that they had had what looked like Sydney on one side and then Busan on the other side. So I'm not sure exactly what uh-huh. they're doing with it. I need to go take another look at it. We've had so much stuff come out in the last week, week or two, yeah. just on the World of Warcraft front that I've been like, my brain is just all over the place. So I need to actually like go take a really uh, closer look at this. Um, <laughs> when it does go live, the um, both uh, Tyler and Nico will be streaming it. They will be streaming the event Tomorrow, If I remember correctly, they've got like a stream planned on the website. So they'll be playing through the summer game stuff and you'll be able to see it in action. Um, I'm assuming that as with every other event that they've done, you should get like a free loot box or two. Cause they do that pretty much with every Overwatch event. When something new comes out, you get some new loot boxes out of the deal. But, um, Hopefully, I'm not wrong on that because I want my free loot box. <laughs> that one, I don't actually know. And I'm hoping it has uh, Anna in it. I really hope. <laughs> I want that skin uh, so bad. You don't even understand. <laughs> I
1: I just looked up. Well, oh, okay. This uh, if, you're, if you're listening, if Anna, you're listening
2: live. Ah, Anna in the chat channel said Busan is this year. It's in Korea. Last year was Australia, so that's why for the event.
1: So, if you're listening live. We're going to have a stream tomorrow at 1pm to 3pm Central. At least okay. that's what's on our streaming calendar. So okay. it should be happening.
0: All right. Uh, one last thing to mention um, going back to World of Warcraft here. If for whatever reason you haven't done the various um, pre-expansion event story stuff and you, you want to get the mounts that drop from it, um, their rewards for having completed it, you have until the expansions launch. So if you're listening to this live, you've got like five days, and if you're listening to it on the site, you've got four days or less. less. And once the do yeah, it over once, the
2: weekend, or you will not have that mount in your collection. Yeah.
0: Um, it, it's basically the whole thing goes away once Battle for Azeroth launches, and if you haven't done it before that point you will not get those mounts you do not have to do it on both sides if you only have a a max level alliance or max level horde character you can just do it on your faction side and get both mounts because the mount is one of those mounts that counts as the other faction mount when you switch over uh it'll be in your collection both of them will be in your collection you can use either one you can't use either one you can use either one if you're on the proper faction character you, the Alliance can if you're on Alliance,
2: it'll be a Hippogriff, and if you're on Horde, it'll be a big bat thing. I forget yeah. the name of it, but it looks great. Plague bat. Yeah, it's plague plague bat. bat, okay. Anyway.
0: Also, um, it, this is probably less important, but if you're like me, if you are get, grinding up transmog gear, doing the world quests, or if it's actually upgrades because you were literally uh, a brand new 110 when you started this and you're getting 210 gear, which is pretty decent, you don't have much time to complete those sets. The, again, I think it's Monday. is it it's the 13th? It's
2: the way that they're the way that they are launching battle for Azeroth is they are launching it worldwide at the exact same time. So while some areas are getting it on the 14th of August, some of us are getting it on the 13th of August, which is Monday. Um, for US, it means that it will be going live. I want to say 3 pm. Pacific. On Monday, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you have until then to get this done. <laughs> you, sh- you should probably get that done.
1: <laughs> that's
2: so, why I yeah, said do it over the weekend while you got some time. Just
0: just if you're yeah, if you're trying to get the transmod looks, and keep in mind that they only spawn like on a once a day schedule. Uh, you should be watching every day to see if the piece you need is spawned. Because once that comes around, they won't be spawning anymore. The world quest will be removed. So, that's that. Uh. That's pretty much. I mean, we could we could honestly talk more about all the stuff we talked about previously because we barely scratched the surface. But uh, so we do want to, yeah, we do want to talk about do some emails. So at this point, we're going to move on. Uh, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com dot com with the subject line podcast or blizzardwatch. so we know it's for this show. Uh, Anne reads them, so if take away Anne.
2: Okay. This first one includes some words that I might mess up in the pronunciation of. And if I do, I apologize in advance. But this is from Shad, who's a blood elf paladin. Hi, doll, U.S., who says, Hello, mighty triumvirate. How do you see the gods of minor tribes fitting into the WoW universe? Do these gods exist? Are they iterations of other more powerful gods? As an example, Elder Mwahit of the Tuskvar in Borean Tundra references Islaruk and Karkut as beings who help his people. You all are a great group of people, Shad, Blood El Paladin, U.S.
0: I, I thought those two were like ancients.
2: They are. Um... The way that it's kind of been worked together, and I mean, this went back, this went into play when they made troll druids, and it might have been a little bit before then too. But in particular, when they made troll druids, because obviously the trolls worship the Loa, um, the Loa are basically, that's what the trolls call, what the night elves call the ancients. It's what the Pandaren call the the August Celestials. The August Celestials are basically Pandaria's version of the Ancients. Um, and they are these creatures that spawned from Azeroth. They weren't Titan created or anything. They spawned from Azeroth to like protect it. They were these big beasts that just kind of developed. Um, and I think that whenever you see a reference to a big godlike creature from any of the other races like The Tuskwar in particular um, when they mention these creatures you're looking at another example of an ancient, some kind of ancient
0: Don't they call them the wild gods in The wild gods,
2: yeah, it's like the wild gods, the ancients, they they have a bunch of different names, I think wild gods is like the the moniker that just kind of um, covers the whole span of them, but the night elves call them the ancients the pandaren obviously they call them the august celestials, the trolls call them the loa Um, there are other different species out there that call them different things but basically these big wild animal creature things all fall under that kind of jurisdiction if that makes sense
0: I think so I, I, I get it
2: okay um boy do we really want to do that second email because that would have us getting into it well we might as well okay this one is from varagon
1: uh, unless unless you want to save that
2: for lore watch um well, let me it, it was
0: see. addressed to just podcast, but if you want to save it for Watch, I'm cool with it.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna like. Let me look at these other emails
0: that are here. We're all kind of about the same thing. yeah everyone.
1: Everyone's thinking the same stuff this week. Okay, let's jump to the
2: last one first, because that one is fairly. It's a it's a quick kind of answer, and and then we'll jump into this beefy stuff. And we'll we'll go back to that. The last email is also from Shad, so thank you, Shad. Hey, look, you get two emails answered in one show. Go for it. Um, and this time he says, Battle for Azeroth a- approaches, how will the Great Watchers spend launch day? Do you play, play, play? Do you log in with, with more of a focus on what you'll write about? How does your job affect your play? This is actually a really good
0: question. <laughs> well, last year it affected our play because a bunch of us were all playing at once. We for were like live streaming.
1: Yeah, we were live streaming. We've been talking about doing another live stream where everyone takes like shifts and things, but I don't think we have a schedule for it yet.
2: It's one of those things that we are talking about, and probably, probably there will be some amount of streaming involved as far as leveling goes. But um, I like the second part of this question, though, and I kind of like I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. When you when you do launch day, do you just play, or do you log in, but with more of a focus on what you're going to be writing about, and how does your job affect your play when it comes to a new expansion?
0: Because well, let me put it this way: Yeah, uh, uh, I have a. Uh, you guys have been looking at the High Mountain Torrent if you're watching this stream I have that character because I need to have characters of both factions and so I can see the story from both factions, I need to like actually know what the Horde's doing uh, it, it can't just it was really hard, one of the things about Legion that was actually kind of hard was that I couldn't possibly have a life and also have 36 characters so I could see all the class story, that just wasn't possible I just did not have the time but I, I feel like it is possible for me to have a horde and alliance alt at max level, and get to see at least the factional story. So that's something I've been focusing on for the past couple of weeks, getting this character ready to go. And on launch day, I'm probably going to play on the opposite faction from my normal faction because my wife doesn't. My wife works a day job. She's not going to be home to play, you know, Battle for Azeroth at three o'clock in the afternoon. So. Until she's around and available to play, I'm gonna play Horde, and that'll be how like, that'll be me taking notes, looking at stuff, thinking about what to write about, and, and that's then... probably
2: a good thing because I'm gonna be playing Alliance right out the gun.
0: <laughs> so, yeah,
2: so we have one of us on either side to to begin with, but I'm kind of the same way where I've got I've got several characters at max level on both sides i'm going to be doing alliance first because that's where my main character is at and i'm going to just kind of buzzsaw my way through that as best as i can and then i also have a horde character that immediately when i'm done hitting 120 on that alliance character i'm going over to horde side and doing it all over again on that side (laughs) um i'm really glad that the zones don't overlap this expansion because it means i'll have all of these new quests to play, and it won't be playing the same thing over again twice. And I'm happy about that because that got a little old with Legion, <laughs> just a little, just a little old with Legion. I mean, uh,
1: yeah, it, I like the class stories were really exciting to play, yeah. but you had to go through all of the same old stuff. To, yeah, the zones the class and the stories.
2: thing is, is like the zones you could pick and choose what zones you wanted to level through, but particularly towards the end of the expansion when you could basically finish a zone and a half and be at 110 just due to the invasions that were going on. You kind of mm. had to prioritize Valshara over everything else because you need the um, tier of a loon to progress further with the other stuff that went on with like Argus and whatnot. So it was like I could pick any zone I wanted to but I'm going to have to do Valshara whether I like it or not because I need the tier of a loon so I might as well just go do that. Um and this time around, like I said, it's two different zones. If you're Horde, you're going to be on Zandalar. If you're Alliance, you're going to be on Kul Tiras. So, it's two different unique experiences. But I'm glad that you're going Horde primarily for part of it, Rossi, because that means that one of us will be playing either side, like, right out the gate, so we can cover well, that kind also, of material.
1: We also know that Mitch is going to be playing Horde. I think yeah. Rochelle is going to is playing Horde these days. So right, but Mitch doesn't write lore columns.
2: <laughs> uh, yes. There point. are two Good lore point. authors
0: here. <laughs> so yeah, I, I kind of felt like I, I mean, I'm, I know I'm going to be playing Alliance a lot with my guild because that's where my guild is. But yeah. I felt like I could, when I'm play, leveling by myself or playing by myself, that Horde is a better time investment just because that way I'm not progressing on a character and, and like leaving the people I play with behind. We're not all get to 120 that day, people. I am, I am long since past that point. We were doing the leveling stream last year. Mitch was like level 108. And I was like barely clearing 103. I was like, oh god! Mitch is
1: nuts. Mitch is nuts. He's already talked to me about me taking his Tuesday cue because he's going to be because you have to write the Tuesday cue. Like usually you write it Monday night, and he's like, no, I'm going to be leveling. Could you? Could someone take my cue? And I'm like, okay, Mitch. All right, you're cute' this is the one who's you have going to, to do the in... crazy leveling thing Mitch is the
2: one who's going to be doing mythic dungeons by the end of the day because that's <laughs> just who Mitch is well, <laughs> I can't do that anymore they, I'm like I can't they,
1: <laughs> I mean the mythics don't open up until like Tuesday morning so he's got like all night to to level up it's
0: fine yeah, it's totally He will achieve fine. it I will not achieve that <laughs> I will be like I'll be like level 104 and perfectly content with it like I I am not in a hurry. It's
2: probably just... going to take me a couple of days to get to 120. Probably a couple yeah, of
0: days, because there's not that
2: achievement for getting. It's not like, oh, you're going to be your server first rogue or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I tried no. doing that all the way up through Missa Panda. I was, I was second on the server to do it in Cataclysm, and I was second on the server to do it in Mr. Pandaria, and then they took it away, and I'm like, okay, all right, I guess I'm done throwing the towel. I was close. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the only expansion I think where I've ever even come close to power leveling was uh, was Wrath actually because we knew we wanted to raid as soon as we could and they wanted a, mm-hmm. they wanted a tank ready to go so I I got up there fast but yeah uh, in terms of like like you know my plans for that day they're just going to be like play until I'm bored and then stop yeah. I, I don't yeah. think I'll get bored really fast I mean one of the things I like about leveling is that everything is new And I very deliberately played more Alliance side on the beta, so that the Horde stuff would be more of a surprise to me when I did it. So I'm pretty sure I'll be like I'll again, from what I understand, you after a a brief, you know, introductory period, you can pretty much pick wherever you want to go. And I know I'm going to go to Voldoon relatively quickly because there are little fox people there.
1: They're so so cute.
0: I have want them to make the fox people an allied race. I've wanted them to make them an allied Seriously, race. Seriously,
1: I would so play that.
0: And I, and I think I even wrote a post like how they should be paladins because I think they'd make <laughs> And Finally, paladins oh I gosh. can stand. Like, I, look how adorable totally, they are. Totally,
1: totally, totally roll that in an instant. And I'd just be like, sorry, guild. Yeah, this
0: has, is me now. He's purple hearthing and he's so cute. Oh, God, look at him sleeping <laughs> on his tail. So, yeah. they have such a cute sleep animation yeah. i hope they're an ally race. so seriously like there's a lot of stuff that i'm interested in looking at but you know you kind of have to f- try to figure about like what am i gonna like what am i doing lore wise what are we going to talk about like i need articles i need to get stuff done so yeah that's that's where i'm going with that
2: as far as how my job affects my play um I don't do hardcore raiding anymore, but I haven't really done that since Mists of Pandaria. Like, I took a quote-unquote break during Warlords and Draenor where I didn't raid, and then I quickly filled all that extra space that I had where I wasn't raiding with other things to do, and I just, I don't have the time to dedicate to raiding anymore, which is fine. I mean, I don't write about raiding, so it's not like a big deal or anything like that. I'll just go do the LFR stuff when the LFR stuff comes out. And I'm perfectly happy because that gives me enough a look at the story (laughs) that I'm good. Um, Most of what I do, though, when I play is I I do focus on, like, I'm one of those people that reads every quest. And I possibly screenshot every quest. So I have it there for quick (laughs) reference. And I'm taking notes, mental notes sometimes. And then sometimes I will actually, like, pop out and write down, like, if I see something and I go, oh, that could mean this I'll go jot it down in like a word document and then just have this list of crazy theories and go through and start like crossing them off one by one until I kind of zone in on what I think is worth writing about Um, so I mean it is fun I I don't know about you guys but I prefer when I'm leveling I prefer to keep it a pretty solitary experience I like just going off on my own and doing my own thing Um, because I can focus on stuff. <laughs> and if I have somebody with me, nine times out of 10, I'm explaining t- what's going on to them. Or
1: <laughs> are, are you rushing through and not yeah. reading stuff. Yeah.
2: And so neither my, of those uh, things really appeal to me, because, you know, I need to pay attention for what I do.
0: Uh, like I said, I like to have a character that I can level by myself, so I can do stuff at my own pace, in my own way. And I like to have a character I can play with my wife, because my wife and I have been playing World of Warcraft since it came out. I proposed to my wife in Molten Core, um i'm not kidding we were literally i think it was gar yes i was tanking gar and i got (laughs) up and left during the gar fight like i was i was holding aggro so i'm like eh i got up went into the (laughs) other room and proposed to my wife because we've been talking about it earlier and i'm like yeah let's let's do that let's get married so world of warcraft's been a thing for the two of us for years um and i want to keep playing with my wife but that's that's why i have the the choice that's why i've created the character that i can just level on my own and do stuff on my own and that way i don't feel like i'm leaving anyone behind so yeah I, I definitely i definitely like to have my own character to go my own way at the same time that i I do like socializing with people
2: okay liz do you have anything else you want to add or should we jump to this one last email
1: uh yeah i don't really have anything i just kind of play and see what pops up and see if there's any news that uh, that I should look out for. You know, I'm watching social media and other news streams to just sort of see what people are talking about. And if something comes up and I see we need to write about it, I'm going to pop out of the game and be like, Hey, someone, get out of the game and write this because it's really neat. Other okay, than that, it's pretty much just playing.
2: Okay. We're going to do this last email after reading it over it is fairly straightforward um this does include some spoilers for stuff so if you haven't played through the dark shore stuff i mean we already put a spoiler warning out there so yeah um This is from Varagon, who says, Hello there, Varagon here, 110 warrior from Dalaran. I've been listening to the reaction to the actions of Sylvanas, and what I keep hearing is that her actions were irrational. After watching the Saurfang cinematic, and thinking like a total cruel sadist to get into the headspace of the current war chief, I can't help but wonder, is burning Teldrassil in part a reaction to Saurfang not killing Malfurion? It would serve both as a new way of quote-unquote killing hope the point of ending Malfurion and as a lesson to Saurfang of the price of his honor and his actions and that his actions and his disobedience to the plan for the sake of his own feelings have consequences what do you guys think thanks for all you do and for the alliance Faragon
0: I don't think Sylvanas is a sadist Uh, sadisms get sadists get pleasure out of causing pain i don't think she does that
2: can can i can i introduce a controversial opinion and i was going to post this on twitter but then i was like "Mm, maybe i don't want to post this on twitter i might post it on twitter anyway i don't think sylvanas windrunner is evil i think that her actions i think that her actions are absolutely evil i think that what she does is absolutely evil but i don't think that she's evil because i think that being evil requires having an emotional investment in what she's doing and i think that part of the point of sylvanas windrunner is that she doesn't have the emotion to invest in anything does that make sense i disagree with you
0: oh i disagree with you but we don't really have the two hours (laughs) it's going to take to have the argument
2: and maybe i'll bring that up further on lore watch but i think that from a logic standpoint yeah that probably Varagon that sounds like something very much that she would do because logic dictates why did she want to kill Malfurion because it would kill hope for the other side and that's why she wanted to get that done Saurfang failed to carry that out so she had to find another way to do it what's the other really easy way to do it torture tree so she's going to go do that and she doesn't get any I, I agree with rossi i don't think that she's a sadist because i don't think that she gets any pleasure out of doing any of this it's just the thing that she's doing because
0: it is the thing that needs to be done it is ticking off a box on a list see i disagree because when i watch the cinematic i see the spasm of rage she feels when she gets condescended to or she sees it that way oh she was so ticked
2: with what delvin said she couldn't handle it
0: that's an emotion Yeah. I I do think, I think she has emotions. I just think that they're stunted and layered over in repression because she feels that she has to do that to survive. She feels that that her existence is misery.
2: I think that those things cause her pain,
0: abject pain. So she avoids them at all costs. But in, in general, whether or not we think Sylvanas is evil, I don't think she's a sadist. I do think she's evil. I'll just straight up say it. But... I don't think she's a sadist. I don't think she would do that. I think she burned she burned Teldrosel out of a, like a pure moment of. Because I say this every time I watch the cinematic. Every time I watched Old Soldiers, and I looked at her face in Old Soldiers when she's staring at the fire. That is not the face of someone who is taking any pleasure out of it, or even quite understands what's happening.
2: She just did it. She has this it. look on
0: her face. No, she has this look on her face like the trees on fire. what? And then he says. When you, when you finish it up, when you do it horde and she says this outcome was unexpected, you get the sense that she's thinking, I, I didn't want to burn the tree. Why did I burn the tree? There's this moment of confusion there. It's not she's masters it quickly because she's Sylvanas. But I really feel like she did not. She when she told you she was going to occupy the tree and use the, the, the people as hostages, which is, by the way, is not better. That's, just, that's also an evil act, but it's a calculated evil act. It's the kind of evil act somebody who wants to get an advantage would take. Burning the tree, I think he, it's Sorfang who says it best, they will come for us now. All of them. Anybody who was on the fence about this, because when, tel- when they blew up Theramore, the Alliance did not immediately counterattack. The Alliance did not immediately pick a target and go after it. But this, this was the kind of act that even Garrosh knew better. Even Garrosh's attacks didn't didn't cause this kind of response. This was a mistake. I, I honestly do feel like that this was a mistake on her part. And, and I, I think, feel like she knows. Well, and I
2: think a lot of that, too, had to do with what Dalaran said in that moment. And when you go back and you look at Warbringer Sylvanas and you look at that little exchange between the two of them, Sylvanas is trying to horrify her. She's trying to... I don't even know if she's trying to horrify her. She's just trying to in those last few moments of Delaran's life explain to her exactly what is going on. And it's worth looking at and it's worth thinking about that the 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 biggest focus of Sylvanus's unlife as it were are those last few moments before she died. It's like she's stuck there. And do you know what? Do you Delerin, know what it me? Of? Like she expected Dellerin to be horrified. She expected Dellerin to like spit at her or or be angry, because that's the expected response. The last thing she expected was for anyone to say, "I grieve for you. I pity you." That's the one thing she can't handle. She you know what really reminded can't me? can't handle of? it.
0: It just it really reminded me of how Arthas kept wanting us to basically go along with like. There's that feeling throughout, you know, Wrath of the Lich King. Arthas doesn't just want to beat you. He wants you to be like him.
2: He wants you to come over to his side.
0: He wants you not just come over to his side. You know, young hero. I was once like you. Remember that from the original trailer before? I kept getting the sense from Sylvanas that she's talking to Delarin thinking, this is, no, you don't understand. This is how the world really works. I'm doing you a favor. This is how it all ends.
2: An elegy mm-hmm. kind of goes into that a little bit further with Deloren and it's really sad and heartbreaking and Christy Golden once again ripped my heart out. Thanks Christy. No, really, I love her. But <laughs> Anyway, um Yeah, I think we'll leave more discussion of that to Lorewatch because I'm sure Joe has a lot to say about this too. And we do have a lot to talk about. That is recording this Sunday. Um, If you guys are supporting us on Patreon, you will have access to that on Sunday. Um, If you aren't supporting us on Patreon, don't worry because you will have access to that on the website week after. So it's all good. Either way, you'll be able to hear everything. Um, Does that kind of wrap us up? I think that yeah, wraps us up for emails. We're a little over time, yeah. We're a little over. So, mm. um, again, you guys... Uh- if you enjoy Blizzard Watch and you want to help support the show, is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Um, that free audiobook, you can use that on any of Blizzard's titles including Before the Storm, which again, excellent read, really ties into everything that's going on. Highly recommend it. But there's also thousands of other books available on Audible as well, and you can sign up and check that out at blizzardwatch.com slash audible and help support the show and everything that we do. Blizzard Watch. It's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzard watch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ads free site experience
0: thank you very much and uh, again if you have an email for the show please send it to podcast at with the subject line podcast or blizzard watch so we know it's for this show Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it was a busy week, so we had a lot to talk about. Thank you. know We really appreciate you being here. Uh, we'll be here again next week. Uh, although, yeah, that's going to be something. It'll be like literally the day after. Or two days after, right? We can't wait. Yeah, two days after the expansion, guys. It's going to be nuts. Uh, thanks, you guys.